Uh, we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 7 through 16. Uh, and I'm going right back to where I uh, was just a couple of weeks ago. And we're on uh, the character of Elijah. I've been studying Elijah, and I'm excited. You know, the Bible predicts that in the end times that there, the spirit of Elijah will come forth. And so uh, that's why I'm preaching about it. I'm believing for God to move in these end times and for God to uh, do great things. So I'm excited about what God is doing. Sometime later, the brook dried up. Can you say the brook dried up? Because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar, and a little olive oil in a jug. And I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, so that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day, say every day, for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Because you may not have been here a couple of weeks ago, or if you're like me, it doesn't take long before you need to rehearse a little bit of what we talked about just a few weeks ago. And as we look at this passage, right before this passage, there was an evil king named Ahab. How many remember what we talked about? He was a very evil king, and he had instituted all across his reign the worship of Baal. And it was so bad that it looked as if the worship of the true and living God was about to cease. But of course, we know that God would not allow that to happen. And the Bible tells us that Ahab was so bad and so evil that he did more to anger God than any before him. 
These were turbulent and terrible times that Elijah was in. And it seems that Elijah comes out of nowhere to confront King Ahab. I want you to know that God always has a man or a woman who is willing and able to confront the enemy. That is us in this day. Can I get an amen? We are called to confront the enemy. We are called to be the people of God. And here uh, Elijah comes to Ahab and he tells him, There will be no rain. There will be no dew touch the earth until I say. And he tells Elijah, Go and hide by the brook Cherith. Now we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. But that word cherith means to cut or to separate. And we see that that is what God was doing with Elijah. You see, there is a time that we need to be separated unto God. Can I get an amen this morning? There is a time uh, the Bible tells us. It speaks of a word that we like to talk about in Pentecostal realms. We are saved and we are what? Sanctified. And that word, sanctification, is a speaking about being separated unto God and being separated from the world. And that is exactly what Elijah was doing at the brook Cherith. You see, the best thing at times that we can do is get alone with God. Can I get an amen this morning? And God was teaching, training, and developing Elijah all along to walk a walk of faith. And while at the brook, everything was good. How many ever had a time when everything was just going good? And every day the raven showed up with some meat and some bread. In the morning and in the evening, there was a supernatural, ceaseless supply from God and from those uh, ravens and from that brook. And times were good. And Elijah was enjoying himself, I imagine. But I want you to know that God does not always supply in the way that we think he's going to supply. And therefore, we must put our trust not in the provision, but in the provider. And so Elijah's there by the brook every day, never lacking resources, never lacking food, never lacking water. But something happened, and the brook dried Anybody ever have a brook dry up on you? Lose a job? Get laid off? This normal supply doesn't come like you thought it was going to. Anybody ever have a, a brook dry up? Maybe a relationship that failed and, and that, that left you feeling all dried up and left you feeling like you didn't know where to turn and you didn't know where to go. Well, that was uh, Elijah imagining every day he's serving the Lord. He's there. He's being obedient. But as he looks out to that brook, he begins to realize that the brook is slowly but surely drying up. But Elijah did not run. Elijah did not leave that place because God 
God had told him to stay. And many times it's hard to stay. Can I get uh, an amen? Many times it's hard to be faithful uh, when it seems that everything is drying up and everything is going wrong. But God had called him. Oh, I'm preaching this morning. God had called him to be faithful, to stay. Many times it's so easy to run. Many times I see young uh, baby Christians who say, it's getting too hard. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to do. It seems like my supply is drying up, but just stay put. If God said to stay there, then you stay there. Can I get an amen this morning? You see, there are times when we need to stay, and there are times when we need to go. Elijah never lacked resources. You see, there's times when things seem to dry up. How many like me could say, if not for the Lord, I would not have made it? Have you made it through some dry times in your life? Have you made it through some sicknesses? Have you made it through some turmoil? Have you made it through some times when the checkbook uh, uh, just was empty and, and God somehow supernaturally supplied? Oh, if it were not for God, I don't know how I would have made it. How many can say that with me? If it not were for the Lord, I don't know how I would have made it, but I made it. Oh, I can testify, folks, that I made it. And it was not based upon my strength or my ability, but it was thus said the word of the Lord. He said to stay and I stayed. He said to keep going and I kept going. If it was not for the Lord, I can imagine Elijah there by the brook. God, you see what's happening. God, it's drying up. It don't look like there's going to be enough for tomorrow, but I'm going to stay faithful. If not for the Lord, I would not have made it. I can look back upon times in my life. And I'm not rich right now by any means, but I am not poor as I used to be. And God has supplied. Whenever I got married, we were poor. My wife can testify that we were poor. I said we lived on love and pasta. You know what I'm saying? It was cheap. It was the way uh, sometimes, and I don't even like it, but sometimes a bologna sandwich. We would eat that and we would be satisfied because we knew that God had called us to be together and we knew that God had called us to do a work for him. And you see, sometimes you just got to stay by the brook uh, when it feels like it's going to dry up, when it feels like there's going to be no way. But if not for the Lord, I would not have made it. And Elijah did not complain he did not say, it's so comfortable here, God. I think I'll just stay. When God told him to go, no, God, he packed up his bags. I can imagine Elijah, if he did not move, what would have happened? Not only would he have starved to death, not only would he have thirsted to death, but there was a little woman in Zarephath who her son and herself would not have made it. You see, many times God calls us, and I'm preaching this morning, God calls us not just for our benefit, but for the benefit of others, that we must be faithful and we must go when God calls us to go. Imagine there by the brook. You see, sometimes if we don't watch it, we can become sedentary in our activity for the Lord. 
listen to this. If you want to see continuous supernatural supply, how many want that? If you want to see that in your life, you must follow God's plan. You see, God was never surprised by the brook drying up. God always is one step ahead. We said that a couple of weeks ago. And today I came to tell somebody who might beside, be beside a brook that is drying up that God has not forgotten you at the brook. God has not forgotten you at the brook. No matter where you sit today, God has not forgotten you at that dried up brook. It may seem impossible to you, but I know a God who is the God of impossibility. I know a God whose scripture tells me that he can make a way where there seems to be no way. He is the God of the supernatural. He is the God of the ceaseless supply. He is the God who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that he is. Uh, we would ask or imagine. And here God has made yet another way. <laughs> How many have seen the different ways that God has supplied for you? Can I tell you that the journey of obedience is not always easy? <laughs> you see, until you do some digging, you don't know. You think that Elijah just packed up his bags and he walked a mile or two to Zarephath. No, ma'am. No, sir. It was a time of drought. 100 miles that he had to travel to Zarephath. And he was not going into uh, good territory. He was going into the heart of Baal worship where Queen Jezebel, that was where she lived. I'm telling you, God didn't say, oh, you've had a good time by uh, the brook Cheth, and I'm going to make it a little bit easier on you. No, he said, you've had your rest. You've had your time of enjoying God's provision. Now I'm going to make another way. Oh, thank God for another way. And it was not an easy path of obedience. So many Christians are just looking for that rose garden, that, that, that easy path. But, but God did not call us to an easy path. He did say, I will be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But sometimes it's a hot and a dry and a dangerous path because there has been a drought, because the enemy has tried to step in. But oh, if you will be obedient, I want you to know that obedience always precedes provision. Always. God said, if you will, then I will. Obedience always precedes provision. Always. And it's a lesson that we need to know. I can imagine Elijah. Okay, God, I've seen how you've done it before. And so I'm going to be obedient. And I can imagine him thinking, I'm going to this widow in Zarephath. And if God's called me there, she must be rich. She must have all kinds of resources. And I'm going to go there and be blessed by God. And I'm going to go there. And, and you know what? He found probably the most needy woman in all of Zarephath. And God says, there she is. And you're, she's going to supply for you. And you're going to speak the word of God. And it's going to come to pass. Huh. And God always have a way of just mixing it up. Why? Hear me. You must trust the provider more than the provision. If you lose a job, God has a more productive and blessed job for you. I, I, I wanna, can I speak that over you this morning? 
you see, God always knows what we have need of. And it may seem different than what it seemed like the first time that God supplied, but God is always supplying. Go make a little bit of, go get me some water. Go get me some water. Yeah. Get me some water. Famine. Water is not plentiful. Go get me a little cup of water. Okay, I'll do that. That's not too much to ask. I've got some, and I'm about to die anyway. So I'll get you a little cup of water. And so she's heading out, and I'm being obedient to the servant of the Lord. I'm being obedient to the prophet. Oh, and by the way, bring me a little bit of bread, too. Mm -mm. It just got harder to obey. The path of obedience is not always easy. And while you're at it, by the way, bring me a little bit of bread. But, but prophet of God, I don't even have a, a piece of bread, let alone enough for you. I don't have a loaf of bread. I don't eat the heel. Hmm. Come on. I don't like the heel. The other day we was eating a sandwich and we got down to four pieces of bread. Everybody leaves the heels all the way to the end. So I had to eat one heel and she ate the other while we made our sandwiches. She said, I don't even have the heel of the bread. And Elijah talks to her. And Elijah says, I want you to know, if you'll be obedient, it's not over. I come here this morning to tell somebody that it seems like your supply has run out. It has gotten dry. Uh, you don't know where your next uh, provision is coming from. But the word of the Lord is that it is not over. It is not over. The word of the Lord has spoken that if you will be obedient, that I will supply. And every day, not ever once in a while, but every day you will have what you have a need of you'll have the food you'll have the water the oil will not dry up and every day you're getting some fresh baked bread hallelujah and so God supplied for that need look at your neighbor and say it's not over like I talked about a couple of weeks ago Elijah could have sat back he could have said I don't like this plan God doesn't make sense to me. The poorest woman in the country and you send me to her to supply for my needs? And she's a Gentile to boot. It's amazing what God does. So in the first sermon, we learned that my God is Jehovah. That's what Elijah's name means. And at the brook, and now at the home of the widow woman, not only do we learn that my God is Jehovah, the Supreme One, but we learn that He is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. I want you to know that the Lord will provide. And I want to point out something. It does not say the Lord did provide. That is looking back at something that God did at one time. But the Lord will provide is an anticipation of a future benefit from the Lord. You see, God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. And my God, he is Jehovah Jireh. Help me say it. The Lord will provide. I'm so glad it doesn't say he did provide, but he did. But he's the God of yesterday, today, and forever tomorrow. He's Jehovah Jireh.
the Lord my provider. Can I tell you that even the smallest of resources, when we offer them to the Lord, can make a huge difference. When we do it without reserve, God will take what little we have and somehow, some way, He will supply what we need. He always provides. And this morning, I simply ask us a question. Are you willing to give God the first and the best? He didn't say, go ahead and make your son and, and you a dinner and then give me what's left. Because he's representing God. He's giving the word from God. And he says, give me first. Does that not remind you of what Jesus said? If you put me in my kingdom first, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and all of his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. See, God is our provider. And, and I cannot answer that question for you. Only you can, but I can tell you when you give God your first and when you give God your best, no matter how little it may look like, God will use it not only to benefit you, but to benefit your family and to benefit the house and the man of God. Oh, God will use what you bring to do and to benefit his kingdom. God will do what you can't do. Every day, every day this man of God got up. Every morning this woman went to the jar of flour and the jug of oil, and there was enough. It never tells us that there was extra. It says there was enough. I'm thankful for a God of enough. I want you to know that he is a God of more than enough, too. How many are, can testify of that? That God has blessed you beyond what you deserve, but what you imagined. That God has made ways where there seemed to be no way. He is the God of endless, ceaseless supply. And if we'll offer to him what's already his, it's already his we'll offer it to him then God will make ways for us and I look at this church and you have been faithful to offer the first and the best can I tell you that as a pastor I don't look to see what people give never have never will but I can look at your demeanor I can look at how God has blessed you and how God has touched your life and I don't have to know. I don't, nobody has to give me a report. Are they a tither? Are they a giver? Are they giving God their first and their best? Because I already know. We can understand that God takes what we give to Him and He uses it beyond our imagination. He is Jehovah. Say this with me. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide.